All right, everyone. What's up? It's your favorite. I'm back once again with another message from DraftKings, our huge sponsor, one of the best sports book, actually the best sports book in the whole world. That's the one that we trust. That's the one that we go to for daily fantasy and for sports book betting as well. So one of the things that I've loved about getting back into DraftKings is I'm able to express my superior hockey knowledge for money. And some of you might ask, well, how are you so confident? And really, it's just something that I was born with. My mother passed it on to me. She said, even when you lose, you try again. Just like just like the Detroit Lions coach, I kind of take that approach to betting in DraftKings. When I get knocked down, I get back up and I bite a fucking kneecap on the way up. So earlier, when I was betting hockey, I didn't really get it. And I was picking the wrong guys. I, w- I, was, I was going homer. I was picking Canucks all the time. But what I didn't realize is I needed to channel my inner Dan Campbell and I needed to start biting some fucking kneecaps. So what I did is I got smart. I spartaned up. I realized that Ivan Provorov, the fucking goat on the Philly Flyers, is a great daily fantasy pickup. So if you're if you're in this, if you're out there right now using promo code THPN and you're thinking, fuck, I need some hockey picks. Well, I got you. Ivan Provorov, any game, any fucking game, pick this guy. He's dynamo. And the other thing I'm going to say is Seth Jones, this guy, one point so far, usually averages about 0.5 points per game in the season. So he's due for a big upgrade, big time on ice as well. So have a look at Seth Jones. And other than that, I got some Super Bowl picks as well. I made a lineup. All I'm going to tell you, I can't give away my whole lineup because you might copy it and beat me with one different pick. So I'm just going to tell you Tyreek Hill is my captain. If you think anyone else is, is getting more than 150 yards and doubling my points, you're wrong. But other than that, DraftKings has a huge special going on for the Super Bowl. They've got a $55 million giveaway in a free entry as well. All you got to do is enter the DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge. You enter, answer questions like who will score last and a ton of other questions. And boom, you got a chance to make $55 million in total prizes. So definitely have a look at that. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use the promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy Super Bowl partner, 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Episode 16, let's fucking rock it. Oh, harder, baby. out of breath that's so fucked all right everybody episode 16 of stick and ring podcast we are back once again the fellas are happy to be back and to grace your ears your eardrums and just tickle away we're here to pleasure you the little equilibrium that sits in your eardrum is what i love to play with that's what i love to just dive right in and just soak my feet in and and just splash around like someone in the kiddie pool that's what i'm doing i'm all up in your equilibrium Along with my fellow friends, Raffle and Josh. Let's go to Raff first. How you doing, sir? Good. Chilling. Hanging out here. Uh, living the dream. Last day out here drinking before I take a month off, so I'm pretty excited on that. Hell yeah. See how that goes. But, are, you, uh, are, you, uh, are you a right at midnight kind of guy? Or are you a, like, when you go to sleep, wake up the next day? No, I'm like right at midnight. So hopefully it's 8.30 right now. I'm going to have two White Claws. 
and then have a glass of like really nice whiskey and then call it right there. And that'll probably take me till midnight. And then after that, I'm just fucking done until, uh, what's it called? February. Fuck. It's a leap year. February 28th. <laughs> no, it, that's regular. 28th is, is regular. I thought it was 27. Is it 29th? Is a leap year? Yeah. 29 is leap. Yo, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So just until 28th at midnight and then I'm done. But I'll probably, I feel like it'll stem out for like a little bit after that. I feel like I'll be on a roll. I'll be hot and I'll just want to keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, t- just tell yourself that you're going to go until March 3rd. And then once you start, once you leave everyone else in the dust yeah. and all those basic bitches are getting drunk on March 1st and you're still out here, that's when yeah. you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only concern I have is that me and our buddy stand in camera planning this day where we, we did it before like last year and we kind of have always wanted to do it again, but we went into lockdown. So it looks like we did it right before lockdown. Was he just like cooked a bunch of food, like a bunch of like nice red meat, and we had some like red wine, white wine, rose, all this kind of shit. It was so fucking good. And we're supposed to, we're, we're trying to plan it here. So I'm really hoping the restrictions get extended until like mid March or something like that. So I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, you're cheering cool. for it. Yeah, right. Over to our guy, Josh, though, the one with the prettiest, ugliest swing in golf, probably in the lower mainland. <laughs> Our fella, how you doing, Josh? Dude, my golf swing is absolute asshole right now. It is so bad. Are you coming down uh, on an angle, or what's the fuck's the deal? Are you just yeah. losing it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like Elijah, <laughs> like Elijah saw my first six shots today at the driving range, and he's like, like I don't even know what to do. Like, yeah. no idea where to start. And Josh, sometimes when he's playing golf, he sometimes looks like a guy riding a bike where the chain isn't connected. <laughs> <laughs> like, like stuttering just like yeah. everything like is just out of whack right now i i don't i don't know what i need to do well, I, I need to get out of my own head i think that's the first thing because like yeah. i'm having a meltdown the first like 10 shots today but let's let's not sell you short by the end of it you figured it out yeah, yeah kind of my irons with, with were other clubs weird. Not all, yeah with not other all. clubs my other clubs were fine it's just the irons right now. I don't. I don't know what it is. It's just something. Something's out of whack right now. I mean, um, but I have all the confidence in the world that I will figure it out. I mean, it's fucking January, uh, pretty much February now. Um, so golf season doesn't really start until second week of March. Um, so I still have a little bit of time. I might even buy into your dry February stuff. Maybe I've been drinking too much. Uh, yeah, that's dude. affecting my golf swing. So maybe just if you want to hold me accountable, I'll hold you accountable. I'm down, dude. I I could actually, yeah, I think I might actually hop on the wagon of, uh, how do you say the word? Sobriety. Sobriety. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Josh, another coincidence that you don't know. (laughs) That's another another word we know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Check that one off the old block. (laughs) I feel like we should not bury the lead and just understand that there's a reason that Josh doesn't know the word sobriety. Oh, so like hasn't had to use it before. Yeah. Like I I know, I know what it is, but like, I don't know how it's pronounced because I've never used it in the sentence without sounding like a, actually, never mind, Sounding like a just, an idiot. Do you guys think we could do like a bit or a video or something like that where we just give Josh a thesaurus and get him to just like read out words and put a check mark next to every single word he reads right and an X next to every single word he reads wrong? <laughs> just to see what the outcome is. And we'll, 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 we'll loop in DraftKings. We'll do some, uh, we'll, we'll make it a gambling. We'll put an over under on it somehow too and see how that goes over. <laughs> well, okay. How about this? How about yeah. like it's not necessarily the. Like I know what words are. Like I know like what like certain words mean. Like I mean, we could do a di- we could do a dictionary quiz, 
and we yeah. could just kind of go from there. I'd be down for that. How many words Josh knows? Have you guys ever watched? Uh, have you guys ever watched New Girl? No. Yeah, Megan's the- watched it sufficiently that I've watched it. I, I like watching it. It's one of my guilty pleasures. One of the characters has these one this one line, and he's just like, he's like, I'm not convinced. I know how to read. I've just memorized a lot of words. That is Josh. <laughs> Josh knows he, words. He doesn't know what the fuck they mean. He just knows that they're there. <laughs> you know. You know what I hate. You know what I hate is like my sister to this day still makes fun of me that I can't read, and I can. <laughs> For the record, but allegedly, like, like well, if you, Ali's if, just a complete fucking show off too. So that's if, yeah, it's just a casual English English lit genius. <laughs> English, uh, English. <laughs> <laughs> I got stopped talking. Um, but yeah, English, like, she's English lit, and Josh is English illit. Yeah. <laughs> like if you if, if you ask Ali, she will tell you like, oh yeah, Josh couldn't read until he was like twelve, and I'm like fuck off like that's not true <laughs> like and then if you go and ask my mom she'll be like yeah like josh struggled with reading a little bit but like it d- definitely didn't last until he was 12 it was more so until like grade two oh, josh got put right. into the esl class for a few years <laughs> yeah with raf fresh off yeah, yeah. brother i never made it into esl dude i fucking i learned english i learned it they're oh too God. afraid to stick polish people in that class to these they, they know you're fucking violent man 100 dude i'll i'll somehow push communism on them the yeah, teacher knew you were called the Polish hand grenade. He was like, I'm not fucking with that guy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Josh, <laughs> table so crayons. <laughs> Josh, you might not know the answer to this question, but growing up, did you ever, what do you think is like one of the worst things you said to your sister when you guys were growing up together that like you could say on air? Oh God. Like not um, one like, of the most like controversial things, but like what's maybe something that you always used to say to her that just got under her skin. <sighs> Uh, oh man actually oh can i say this yeah i can say it fuck it um if you decide after yeah so great like just like every like every girl is self-conscious about like their image when they're like you know 13 15 yeah like especially like when girls more but every human yeah like when you're like when you're going in puberty like uh uh like everyone has like something they're self-conscious about guys it was usually like bo and like acne and that sort of thing um but like what i would literally say like if i really meant it i would just call my sister ugly and that would just like put her over the edge (laughs) (laughs) that's the most basic answer but still i'm dying just thinking about young (laughs) young lesbian looking josh saying that <laughs> like I would like she would literally like just start call me stupid and all that. She's like, you can't read, like you're bad school, like you're lazy. I'm like, Allie, I'm like, you're fucking ugly. I'm like, she would just get she would just get so she would get so upset. And like my mom would be like, Look, like I know she's being mean to you, but like Allie was like she she can dish it, but she couldn't take it back then. Now now we have a really good relationship, so it's fine. But we still yeah, we got I still think we got. I think we got to bring on the whole Gertzen family for an episode one day. <laughs> just have like just like Thanksgiving together, stick and ring style. Like, Dude, you know, we're you know. we're an interesting breed. I, I feel like I'll actually talk to my sister because I feel like she might come on. I think it would be really funny. That'd be sweet, dude. That'd yeah. be hilarious. Can, can, we, can we set her up with Raffle? 
No. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Fuck. Hey, good, 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 good looking out though. Yeah. Good looking out. Yeah, I got you. So, I know she's, I know she's a cat. So, I was yeah. <laughs> so Elijah and Raph, yeah, what's up, Joshua, the one goal of this podcast that I want us all to agree on. We are going to all do this one thing. You know what we're going to do, Elijah? What's that? Say it with me. Hold, Hold the line. line. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Ralph. Hold the line. No, I'm not, I'm not fucking I, doing this, dude. You know what? I was talking to Elijah today after the driving range, and we were talking uh, to our buddy Jordo as well. Boys, I know shit all about stocks, but just the the aura of what's happening right now is actually getting me like fired up. Like this is like a revolution without people dying. It is. And the saying hold the line, I feel like can just be translated into so many things. Like I could say that the Toronto Maple Leafs didn't hold the line against Connor McDavid yesterday. That was an absolute walk. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that so a, that was a beer league goal, but he just that, that, that was an absolute snipe show, but I just feel like when everyone just yells, like, hold the line, like, that just gets me fired up. Like, that actually gets me pumped. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, not to mention the other one to the moon. Like, all <laughs> these, let's, one of the, one of the best parts about our generation is, a side note, I feel like we're going through every kind of revolution slash, like, big movement on all aspects of life, almost every three months. Like there's something huge that's happening every three months. It's Dude, so hard to keep up with. And you know, what's yeah. fucked is like this shit is happening in the first month of 2021 boys. Yeah. This is probably okay. the first big event we've had in 2021. 100%. And we're holding yeah. the line. You, what about, what about <laughs> fucking the, the capital riots? Oh yeah. That yeah. was, that was pretty big. Capital. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty big. I try and yeah, separate true. them from the world, even though the stock market is like, America is New York. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so, so yeah, like I was saying there, there's constantly these things happening, but one of the best parts to come out of every single event that happens is the memes and the videos and everything that comes out of that. Like (laughs) I have been dying every day watching these videos where people are, are just editing all these to the moons and, and hold the line and all these <laughs> stuff about hedge funds on a Lord of the Rings clip. Like it has me in tears watching these things. Dude, I know that I've only seen like 75% of a Lord of the Rings movie. Cause I fell asleep in the other 25, but the one that Jordan posted today and it was like a giant meme. It was just like a giant war scene from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I was fucking crying. The pa- paper I, hands. Is that what it was? Paper hands. Christ. <laughs> Yeah. It was like a two minute clip and I'm just like, I'm watching this and I'm just like, I'm dying. I think it's so funny. So Raph, you're, yeah. you're kind of known in our friend group as the Reddit guy. And I know you've been, you've been like immersed in this whole storyline on Reddit almost to an unhealthy point. Yeah. But have you found, have you found like hilarious memes and hilarious videos too? Absolutely. There's like, there's so many videos. Like when it first came out, it was absolutely hilarious. And I enjoyed like reading about it because I thought it was fucking funny. But like as with each passing day, the more I look into it, the more it just becomes kind of like this weird reality that we're living in. You know what I mean? Where it's like people are actually able to do something like this. Like it's like it's honestly it's fucking impressive that something like this is going on right now. But I'm interested to see what it does to the economy. Yeah. It's only been a week. And it's like we watched the big short recently. We saw what happened when people shorted the housing market. It's like now they're just shorting all sorts of markets right now. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that kind of impacts everything else. And so 
That being said, though, as me being the Reddit guy in our friend group, I have also just deleted Reddit from my phone because I'm like, I can't be going onto that page anymore. And just like, I, I was, I was at work with one of my friends, and I was, I was, uh, I was showing them my phone. And I was like, look, I'm gonna open my phone right now. I haven't been on Reddit all day, and I can tell you that the, in the top five posts that'll be right there, three of them are gonna be Wall Street bet posts, or three of them are gonna be like related to stocks or something like that. GME, AMC. And uh, fucking something else, like some sort of like news article, Nokia. like a CNBC yeah, news article or something like that, going talking about stocks. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, Reddit was like a fun little escape, just something fun to look at, but now it's just legitimately all stocks, and so many people have. <laughs> I mean, the Wall, yeah. Wall Street Bet subreddit went from two million to seven million subscribers over the course of like two days. That's, That's crazy. It's insane. That's so many people are hopping on board with it. It's freaking ridiculous. I mean, the I, one thing the one thing I will say about you, Raft, is like I feel like Reddit was your safe raft sanctuary to get away from the mainstream media bullshit. But now yeah. it's, it's been taken over by mainstream media bullshit. Every, like you used to go on there and yeah. you used to come on before we would record and you're like, Hey guys, you know what I found on Reddit today? Next week. Hey guys, you know what I found on Reddit today? And it was always yeah. something interesting. I'm going to miss those days until the shit yeah. dies off and you can finally go back to your safe, your safe place. Well, it's crazy because like even over 20, like even through 2020 and 2021, like every single big news thing that's going on is just like swarming Reddit. Like it's like, it's insane. Like it's basically like it's, it's called the front page of the internet. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. news article will be there at some point, but it's like now, cause everyone has phones in their pockets, like technology is so much more accessible. Like it's, instead of just being like funny memes and bullshit like that, like it's like, like world news and just like random things. It's like, it'll be flooded with the same topic over and over again. Stocks, yeah. fires, capital riots, like everything just kind of floods it. It's insane. And I, yeah. I will back Raffle up. I've known him since 2010. And as far as I can remember back to like 2012, probably you've been a Reddit guy. 2010. Like back in like four, four chan, the 4chan Reddit days, like you were always yeah. a, or a Reddit guy. Yeah, I've always, um, yeah. I spent a lot of time on the internet. You've always been there. I, I feel like what this equates to is like you're the Reddit guy in our friend group. You're the Reddit guy in probably a lot of people's friend groups. And it's the same thing as if like, let's say you were the, you were the McDonald's guy and like you just had, like you ate McDonald's once a week, but then all of a sudden McDonald's was like, Hey, we're giving away free McDonald's every day. And you're like, fuck, I can't eat that much. That's fuck. Yeah. Yeah. After like, little, I can't, I can't go. Yeah, yeah. It's too much. Yeah. But like, for, all those people, for all those people out there, like, I think if you're sitting here thinking, what the fuck are they talking about? There's tons of videos out there on, on explaining what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, Raph, you must have read the story about the original Reddit guy that kind of started all this or was was one of the first ones in GameStop and all that. No, I haven't actually read it. Oh, shit. That's that's a, that's an interesting part to read about this guy. Yeah. Oh, Josh won't remember. Jordan remembers the guy's username. But um fuck what was oh well there you'll be able to find it pretty was easily like, was it like that's something something pussy 69 guy uh, i don't that's think the name that's so. been being thrown around a lot on reddit i think his name was deep fucking something maybe i don't remember i don't remember what it was he was <laughs> sure. deep deep fucking something that's what he was <laughs> but this guy so he he was investing in gamestop i think two years ago at fifty thousand dollars like he put almost all his money into it at a time <laughs> when there was like what a dumb decision. That's like betting on the worst team in sports ever yeah. to do something. To win the Super Bowl in the next yeah. few years. Yeah. And as far as I know, now no one should quote me on this because I have not done my homework, but I'm just going off a of hearsay. As far as I know, he had $50,000 in it when it was at its lowest, almost at Which any point. Which is probably like 1.2 cents. 
Yeah. And so I think he's upwards of like $13 million. And apparently yeah. he's holding the line from what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> apparently he's not cashed out and this psychopath is holding the line. It's it's okay. So the crazy thing too, is that it's at $325 a share. I think like that. And I think the highest <laughs> peak was like 1500 or something like that. <laughs> it got up to fifteen hundred. Uh, let me pull it up. Here. Let, let's just up check Reddit. Right let's just check this. Should we start a stick and ring podcast, like Quest Trade account or or Wealth Simple? Like, are we out here trying? It seems that? like the highest, the highest it hit recently was four sixty nine. But I guess like some other apps, you can sell it for different values. And some guy said he sold the stock for fifteen hundred dollars. That's fun. so. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Four hundred sixty nine though, off like however many cents it was. Like, here, let me pull it up again real quick. I think the lowest it was. I think it was a few dollars. What's the even return so on that? Four hundred and sixty-nine. Uh, the lowest it ever was was oh fuck! I had it here. It was it was in the last year, three dollars and ninety-four cents back in twenty twenty. Okay, and this guy bought in twenty seventeen. It was about twenty bucks a share. Really, it was twenty. But oh no, twenty eighteen though. In twenty eighteen, you said. Yeah, two years. Well, like 2019 ish time. About fifteen dollars a share, give or take. I think Holy he might have even been lower, but either way, this guy's in for like thousands and thousands of shares that have skyrocketed. <laughs> he's yeah. basically a multimillionaire who is holding just, the line. He's holding the line, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> like I, I'm sh- like shout out to the, the, those people, man. This, I have, I can already appreciate the idea where they've somehow swindled the system to to yeah fuck over the billionaires but also make themselves a ton of money but to then take it a step further and say you know what <laughs> fuck it this is like this is a stand now like that is yeah. that is an internet is undefeated kind of moment well yeah. you know what you know what it also kind of comes down to is like not even that it's more so just like a statement like most people would would cash out and all that but it's it's beyond that now it's not actually about the money anymore because if it's about the money then you're just as bad as the billionaires that you're going against like yeah. it's it's a statement to the one percent uh, of the u.s and like you're like to to the one percent of like these billionaires it's like fuck you like i'm gonna hold it i'm gonna keep fucking you guys people are gonna follow me and and that's the way it goes yeah that's just but, that, that, that's exactly it like that's that's what holding the line is for yeah, I love what it, a great, dude. what a great, great initiative. <laughs> if anyone who's listening has not looked into it, please do your fucking do yourself a favor. Just understand what's going on. Do what Josh did. Ask around. Yeah, that's what I got to yeah. do. Just Anyways, ask, ask my two guys that are invested in stocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you end up buying GME or no? No, I actually don't have a stock account like no, before fair. all this happened, and so I at this point I'll probably make one just to like have it in case it gets interesting. But yeah. I, I have. I haven't. I don't have a ton of savings slash like capital to work with anyway, so yeah. I'm not too worried about missing out on a bunch. But I think the big yeah. ones right now to look out for were Disney, Garmin, Qualcomm, and Boeing. In the Boeing, next, like, yeah, five ten years. Weird. Boeing's already kind of looked at as like a pretty reliable stock too. That's weird. Yeah, it's supposed to get bigger though. Interesting. Um, anyways, we've got a big interview with our guy, Disco Stu. We should have prefaced the episode with this. I fucked up by doing that. I said we were going to do it. Either way, we've got Disco Stu coming on after this. After that, we're going to talk some current Canucks talk, and then we're going to review some spoiled on Snakes in a Plane. But for now, let's chuck it over to our man, Disco Stu. Please enjoy the interview. He's a great guy, great personality. Here we go. All right, everyone. What's up? The bitches are back. We are 
the Kings of Vancouver. But today we are being overshadowed by probably the king of Vancouver Twitter, the king of Canucks fans, the king of Thailand. He's come back to Canada, his homeland, as Josh just learned. And he's come here with a vengeance to to tell all the negative Canucks fans that you're wrong and the Canucks is back. But either way, we've got the legend himself on Disco Stew. We've got a face to the name. How you doing, man? I'm all right. What an intro. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, like I love doing intros. I love the fact that I don't write them down, but I would say two out of 10 times. It makes zero sense what I say. It's all in the Only two to 10? Only two out of 10 times? Jesus, I feel like it's like seven <laughs> or eight. Might be generous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, how you doing though, man? I'm all right. I'm yeah. uh, adjusting to pandemic vancouver life yeah slowly but surely i've been yelled at for not wearing a mask or anything yet uh only once it was like (laughs) i was i was eating i was eating with my mom and my daughter and i just like got up to go to the bathroom and like the second i stood up this woman at the next table was like put a mask on (laughs) as soon as i stood up from my chair no time to do anything like she was just waiting, waiting to do that. She's know? just watching everyone. Like, who is gonna be the motherfucker that stands up in this bitch without a mask on? I would like to hate on those people, but those people make life worth it, dude. Like, yeah. like you're, you're literally in the middle of taking your first breath standing up and she's all over you. Well, you can't like if you argue with that person, you just look like a, an anti-mask psycho. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not, there's, there's no nothing to be gained by like telling her to fuck off. Yeah. yeah. You're just going to end up in a viral video somewhere. Yeah. You're going to be on 604 TV. Like, look at this racist anti-COVID <laughs> douche. And you're like, dude, I just I wanted to go to the bathroom. I was in my pocket. Fuck. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Dude, I was going to say, man, like just, just, Probably a total Karen Hay in that restaurant. Uh, I suspect so. Like, did yeah. she? Like, do you think like she complimented the server about her service and tipped her like five <laughs> bucks on eighty dollars? It's a very real possibility. <laughs> so, Stewie, um, last time we talked to you, what, what, that was like a year and a half ago, almost probably a year and four months. So it was a long time. You were a different yeah. stew. We were a different stick and rink. Everyone's yeah, different now. Things were different. A ton of things were different. Now, you were. I remember when we first got on that episode and I think that was when we found out that you were, Oh no, we figured it out before because we had to time it up that you were in Thailand. But before scheduling that interview, we had no fucking clue what was going on. Yeah. But I remember it was it sometime in the like April, May that you made your return to Canada. Uh, no, I got back on August. Okay. The I was 18th or 21st, August 21st. I got back. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you leave, th- how long were you in Thailand for? <laughs> Uh, off and on for 10 years. Yeah. Long um, there was like a one and a half year hiatus in the middle with six months of travel and a year in Vancouver before going back there. Yeah. Nice. Decent man. Decent. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the one downside to it is like you missed all the lockdown fun, dude, when everything was closed and people were just like, fucking scrapping over toilet paper like <laughs> it, like was it like that they had their own they had their own stuff going on over so, there so so how was kind of the yeah i'm kind of curious about this to actually see what other countries did in the lockdown like china didn't really do fucking anything and they just like psych 
COVID's a thing, and then they just kind of like <laughs> let it spread. Um, and but geographically, you are somewhat close to that country. Like, what did Thailand do for like the initial protocols? Did you guys lock down? Like, how did that go? Uh, they moved pretty quickly. Good. Like, I think, from what I gathered, like everybody kind of did the two the two or three week lockdown around the same time. Right. And yeah. they, you know, they did it there. Everybody stayed home for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, everything was shut down for a couple of weeks. And then when they opened back up, they did like, they did it in stages. It was like first restaurants open, then malls mm. open, then, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then like the last stage was like bars and movie theaters kind of thing. Nice. But it was like um, everything to get in anywhere, there's somebody standing at the door of every 7-Eleven, every mall, every whatever, taking your temperature, making sure you sanitize and making sure you're wearing a mask. Oh, that's good. And they did that right from the start. And they, you know, they did a lot better than BC did. Yeah. Yeah. That's a slam dunk on BC there. Thailand outdid us. Fuck. Yeah, seriously. Fuck you, Bonnie Henry. Look at Thailand. Oh, <laughs> don't come at Bonnie like that, dude. We are literally I, a Bonnie podcast. All right. We, we get her we, on when it's all done. We are a Bonnie podcast. That'd be a sick interview. No <laughs> offense, Disco Sue. Such a rough take. I, I hope she comes on. I hope she comes on. <laughs> That'd be on. sick. Yeah. We'll, we'll have you as a guest appearance, just like in the background. No, no you don't want me on if she's on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the comment section open for everyone, but we're going to take it. would. We're gonna. We're not gonna give her the pass though. We'll we'll have the hard hitting questions. Yeah, we'll be like yeah. Zeusman from Global News. We'll be hitting it hard. Like I think that I just like. I guess my biggest thing with that, and this is gonna be kind of like an offside joke, but like, is there any way that like her and Horgan have like shared a kiss at all during all this? Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> where do you get off to your junk i'm just asking like it's very what, plausible like, do you think that like increases their effectiveness as like a government duo is that 100 dude are you it's kidding like, me they, you're telling me they, you're telling me they haven't had one intimate moment in all of us they yeah. should all be kissing right yeah. <laughs> that's true maybe they maybe you just all take it and you just put COVID on your lips like lip balm, and then you just start smooching everyone around. There you like, go. You start smacking lips and swapping <laughs> spit. Well, you, you guys, you guys got picked up while I, in the hiatus between my appearances. You're what on, do you mean? You're on the Hockey Podcast Network now. Were oh, we yeah, not dude. before? No. Uh, no, I remember seeing that. Ha- you guys <laughs> announcing that you. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, we got. Yeah, yeah, we. we, Well, basically, there's. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt Josh because he 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 undersells us all the time. There's this multi-billion-dollar company that isn't quite a multi-billion-dollar company yet. It's just a startup out of Vancouver Island. A couple of guys, but they they saw us. They're like, "Fuck yeah, these guys!" It's just a network of. I think there's about 39 different shows. They cover every team. Um, It's basically these guys who are starting up a network in the attempt to kind of become a one-stop shop for all all teams, all networks, or sorry, all uh, fan bases and everything like that. But Have you seen a bump since it happened? De- yeah, definitely. I, I think a bump in numbers for sure. Nice. That, that being said, when we last had you on, we, <laughs> I think we had Disco Stu, my mom, Josh's mom, and like a couple <laughs> of loyal Twitter followers, like our boy Shane. <laughs> and other than that, we were... We were struggling, but <laughs> I'm glad I was not. Uh, I was not super proud of my appearance. That time. <laughs> that, no, that's Damn. okay. You're going to be famous after this episode, so we're yeah. fine. <laughs> so let's let's talk about this. So you, you August comes around. 
What's it like when you come back to Canada? Like, are you looking forward? Like, you come right in the middle of hockey playoffs. So that's got to be a bonus, right? Uh, so, like, I don't know if you guys were aware of the like GoFundMe. Effort. I saw, I saw all that, yeah, and I saw the drama that unfolded. Of course, of course, nice gestures and just everything. Like, something has to, t- or nothing has to turn into something on Twitter. Of course, yeah. So it was basically like, um. You know, COVID hit. Um, my wife's job stopped paying her salary. She worked for five months without getting paid with no recourse Fuck. to get. Yeah. That's sick so we volunteer from, work. That's yeah. We went from two incomes to one income with a two and a half year old in the middle of a pandemic with like, you know, Trudeau on TV going like, if you're a Canadian abroad, it's time to come home. And like, nobody knew it fuck was going on it was like it was you remember when it first started out it was fucking scary man yeah and like you know we're there with you know we had friends there but it's like our families aren't there we don't know what to do we don't Mm -hmm. know you know flights are getting canceled all that shit's going on and like uh i basically uh had kind of a breakdown there Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like in the midst of in the midst of my breakdown, like I, you know, I talked I talked to a couple of people on Twitter about it that kind of reached out to me, and like one of the guys that reached out to me was like, "Look, I'll I'll do a GoFundMe for you to get help you guys get back here," and I was like, "Okay, like I guess I don't know what what else to do here." Yeah, and then uh, he did that and. Um, that got all fucked up and ugly and weird and all kinds of accusations were being thrown around and, um, you know, ended up sending everybody's money back. I sent, gave back, like it was, it was almost nine grand, Yeah, but I gave back and, uh, and then, you know, the stuff kept, the mud kept getting slung after that. And, uh, you know, all this, all this while I'm like having this kind of mental health deterioration Mm -hmm. i'm drinking too much i'm abusing my prescription drugs and all that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. uh, it got so when i actually came back to canada it was to go to rehab so i got here i got here august 21st and then um i went to rehab on september 9th Mm -hmm. i did uh so i did my two-week quarantine and I did a two week uh, managed in home detox. And then uh, as soon as that was done, went to rehab, spent six weeks there. And then, uh, yeah. That Holy was that. shit. Yeah. You know what? And I appreciate you sharing your story too, because yeah. this, is, this is something that, that we on this podcast, we never get exposed to with any of our guests. Like we, we kind of have a very surface level relationship with all of our, whether it be our guests that come on our podcast or, people that we interact with constantly on Twitter. Like we don't get, we barely even get names to faces. Like we don't get stories or anything like that too. And the thing that I would always caution people about Twitter and any kind of social media, I'm positive you'll agree with me on this is just, there's no reason to sling mud. There's no reason being fucking inspector gadget on Twitter. Like I guarantee you there is probably maybe two to five people in all of Vancouver that have bad intentions. Like everyone has good intentions and so the people that do that GoFundMe and, and the things that you struggled with, like we just had Bell Let's Talk Day. Yeah, man. Mental health is on the frontier every day 
for many years and hopefully many years to come. And I, I've shared some of my experiences on this podcast too. And I, I want to get to a spot where, <clears throat> where like we can almost any guest that we bring on, if they've ever had something like that, I would love to highlight it and, and love to, to kind of bring it up and, and just start a conversation about it. Well, it's, it's legit, right? Like, you know, this pandemic is like, it's really, really hard on people's mental health. Like mm-hmm. there's no denying it. And, you know, everybody's coping with it as best they can, but you know, uh, I just kind of hit a wall where I couldn't. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I know that I'm not alone. I know there's tons of people out there. Like it's, it's, I, I work in the mental health field and it's like, it's a thing, man. It's, it's happening and it's yeah. going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Right. We haven't seen the full fallout of this yet from a mental health perspective. Um, yeah, it was it was very, very, you know, seeing Corey Hurst telling his story on on the the game, you know, with uh, Dan Murphy the other night, right? Yeah, and you know, when I was in a really shitty place, I like I tweeted something about my mental health, and like. 10 minutes later, I had a message in my inbox from Corey Hirsch. I don't know. He like, oh, he like, yeah, man, we went back and forth. I was in, you know, I was in the hospital at the time and I had just, you know, crashed my motorbike and, uh, had surgery on my ankle and uh, it was just all coming apart. And yeah, he, he took the time to like chat with me. Some of this random dude on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, that guy, that guy is the shit. He gives a shit, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can you can see it in in the way he talks too. Yes, yeah. he's not just there for to to plug a line and to to give exposure. He has he has stories and he has he yeah. has a view and he, he has an impact for sure. Yeah. Oh shit. Um. So Elijah, told what you, else do we have? It's a dark road. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, it doesn't need to be a dark road. I don't think I don't think dark road, but challenge challenging for sure. You got put but through the gauntlet like a fucking ankle injury as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was all connected, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. It affects your mental health right away. Right. Yeah. And I would, I would be a strong believer in any kind of shitty situation. If you want to make it shittier, hurt your foot. That's just the worst <laughs> thing you can do. Like, if you're like, Hey, I'm struggling with, you know, like weight gain, boom, hurt your foot. You're fucked. Like yeah. one of the worst things. You add crutches to the equation. <laughs> yeah. Fucking sores in your armpits now to deal with everything. Too. <laughs> the worst combination. I feel it. And I feel like the biggest thing is like, it's not even like your hand or your arm. It's like your fucking foot. It's yeah, just like like hurting anything. It's like stubbing your big fucking toe, and you're just like, "Well, son of a bitch, I might as well just get hit by a semi right now." That's how I feel. Every single thing that you do becomes like ten times more of a pain in the ass than it was the day before. Yeah, hundred percent. Man. Oh man, uh, Elijah, can we talk about some hockey? We can. You know what? We're a hockey podcast. We can do it. We can jump in. Let's Fuck do it. it. There, <laughs> just get the man's opinion, ready. dude. <laughs> All right, Stewie. Uh, I like, I like how I've been. Uh, I, I was. I was thinking about this earlier. Like I've been kind of pigeonholed into this role of like the <laughs> relentlessly relentless fucking positive guy. Yeah. <laughs> by by the 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 overlords the, of this community, right? It's like, not the over. It's just like the discourse on Twitter kind of forces you to like pick side A or side B. It's like it you can't. You know, I want the Canucks to do well. I like expect them to do well. I hope I look for the positive in things. Yeah. But I'm just as disappointed as anyone else when they lose seven of their first 
or six of their first seven or whatever. Totally. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. You know, but, but then it, and, I, and I can be like, yeah, that sucks. They're not playing well. These are the problems that I see. And then it's like 10 minutes later, everyone's tweeting, like fire the general manager, fire the coach, like trade everyone. And then at that point, it's like, are you going to, are you going to join up with that? Or are you going to be like, Hey, come on. It's only. Well, (laughs) I I, I think it's also just like the, because I feel like Elijah and I are obviously, I would say more so in the same boat as you. Like we're not like, maybe sometimes that's our problem is we're not maybe critical enough. But I think also at the same time, it's like, look, like nobody likes this losing, but we're not irrational people. I feel like there's very, there's very few people that really are, that are actually like truly believe like you need to fire Jim Benning or replace Travis Green or like, or just blow this whole thing up. Cause it's not but working. They're so like, loud. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah it's loud fair. and they get, and then people react to it. So then it seems louder than it is. Yeah. Weird. Social media is fucking it's a fuck concept, dude. And and try try doing this podcast thing where I do look in my mirror every day and say, Yes, I want to sell my soul and grow this thing. And so (laughs) there are times where I like I'll type something, I'm like, Yeah, this is controversial. Like this will stir the pot. And I'd be like, wait a second, I probably shouldn't say that. Like (laughs) this will cause way more grief than it's worth in the end of it. <laughs> it's a, it's, oh, a, it's a dicey road to walk. That's that's where that's yeah. where this all leads. Is there where you you like get to a place where you don't want to say anything? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> you're just like gold Canucks, and everyone comes out. You're like fucking idiot, <laughs> Did, <laughs> Stu. I was gonna ask: Has there ever been like, if you were to take a tweet and give me give me the most controversial tweet that you sent? That like you're like yeah, you're like I sent that, but you're like fuck like that's a little risky i mean in the, in the last like year or two doesn't yeah, have so to basically go way back. take something that caused controversy and let's rehash it yeah well there's like <laughs> do you guys but, know about the group chat scandal yeah i remember that no were you, were you involved in that yes oh boy wait Bro. what's the what's the group chat scandal so, <laughs> sounds like watergate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously it does <laughs> so it's basically like um a a few a few people that kind of felt like they were getting bullied a bit by the negative Nellies of tw- of Canucks Twitter. Sort of like we started. Somebody started this group chat. They invited me to this group chat. I joined it, and you know, it'd be like, oh, "Look what this look what this asshole is saying now." And 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 then yeah. you know, we could sort of support each other if someone was getting harassed or whatever. And then, uh, so it's like you, a gang beat of the positivity. You just gang beat the one lone guy. That's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Love that. Um, but, and it, you know, it was just like, you know, we would talk Canucks and, and be positive about him and be like, what's the score going to be tonight? That kind of thing. And then there was, you know, this awful oh. incident with Justin Morris. Elijah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're can good. You guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear all you. Okay. Disco's too timed out for me. I don't know why. Oh well, you're fucked. You can leave. I'll continue. <laughs> you go. You go ahead and keep talking. He'll be he's, fine. I feel like he's this the happens. only one that, that doesn't know the story, though. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, fuck. Well, we can fill the gap. I mean, so it was basically like we ended up talking about something controversial and sort of like making jokes about it that were a little bit offside, which is like you know I don't. That's, I hate to say it, and I have nothing against Justin. I have nothing against anyone in this community. 
the shit that anyone says in your personal friend group outside of public domain, almost everyone does this. Like we say fuck shit. Me and Josh say fuck shit to people all the time or to ourselves all the time. And it's just, it's like, I would not want my text that I had with my mom to be published. Like that's just yeah. kind of like an overwhelming feeling about anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it was, it was pretty harmless. You know, there was basically like, um, me saying, Hey, there's this fundraiser for this guy that this horrible thing happened to. Let's all I've contributed. Let's all contribute to this thing. And then, you know, a few people made just like stupid jokes about it. And then it turns out there was like a mole in the group. <laughs> Some dude who had like pretended to be one of us and like got invited to the group and like watched this, all of this unfold and then screenshotted a bunch of it and released it. And Man. Uh, yeah. And, I've lost a whole bunch of followers and a bunch of people don't want to talk to me anymore. And it is yeah. what it is. Cause that's Did what you ever... else is. It's a vendetta, dude. It's like, it's a grudge fest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Did you ever find out who it was? I don't care. I like, I don't, I, th I like... think it probably would have been pretty easy to deduce who it was, but I, I like, I didn't even know the people in it, but I imagine that's what it would have been. But either it was, way, it's, it's just like, like I, uh, like it's not important enough to me to do that to get to do that kind of research yeah to like get revenge it doesn't matter yeah. okay yeah. this group has a psycho in it i'm leaving this group you know that yeah. i instantly did and then that was that do you know if the group still like exists pardon do you know if the group still exists or was the band of I brothers disbanded <laughs> i'm sure in some in some form it still exists but i'm not part of it all right just flying solo. And this is the last Twitter question I'm going to ask. Probably we'll hopefully do this. Why the fuck are you always late? What's the deal with that? How does that start? How do I, how do I get some sort of trademark slogan that gets me hundreds of likes and exposure every time? How do I grow it just with a simple line like that? The, the reason why I was originally always late is because I was in Thailand and the games okay. were on early in the morning. Yeah. So typically like I wouldn't, I wouldn't get on until partway through the first partway through the second, that kind of thing. Um, you know, sometimes even later than that. So I would just, I was just doing it and then people seemed to respond to it and I just kept doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and before that. you know it, bada bing, bada boom, you're viral stew. <laughs> <It's like that. laughs> the, um, the truth is the truth is I'm not always late. Yeah, I would imagine you actually are there for puck drop quite often. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. Fuck. Yeah, I was gonna feel. I, I was gonna say. I feel like Stu is a very punctual guy after that rap shoot. Yeah. It's like fuck. I'm gonna need a day timer. I'm gonna need a schedule now. All this bullshit. I'm gonna need some reminders just oh, to get rid of this name. So let's jump into these Canucks here real quick. So they obviously make some offseason moves. We go into this condensed schedule. Everything's flipped on its head. Yeah. Um, you being a positive guy, I'm not going to ask you if you were hopeful going into the season, but where the Canucks stand right now, is this at par with what you expected 11 games in? Uh, I would have liked to see them come stronger out of the gate. I really would have. Like, mm -hmm. I think that the Oilers games and the Flames games were winnable. winnable. Um, yeah. I don't think, you know, I don't believe that the Habs are as good as they've been. I don't think they're going to keep up this pace. You hear but that, Montreal fans? To find out. Sorry? <laughs> you hear that, Montreal fans? You're a bunch of fucking yeah. pretenders. We're definitely going to clip that and send it to every Montreal fan. Yeah. You're frauds. You're frauds. 
Oh man. Um, um, but I, I mean, you know, I feel okay with what's going on. Like they started slowly. It happens. Uh, you know, they, those sins games, everyone could kind of write them off and be like, Oh, it's the sins. But now they beat Winnipeg. Who's been pretty good this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about to, and we're about to like learn something in these next five. Yeah. Two halves, two halves, three Leafs. Like, you know, if they if they get rolled in those, then I don't know, man. It yeah, might, might not be a pretty look. No, my man Josh, yeah. you're up. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I I think Vancouver, you're right, easily started off really slow. Um, but I like the mentality that I feel the Canucks had going into the Senator series, where it was like okay, like let's pull an Alabama in college football and kick the shit out of a division two team and just get the confidence up and get the offense rolling. Um, and I then don't to that thought, but that's okay. You know why? Uh, Tell me why. Don't worry, I, I don't want to cut you off. You can go ahead. You finish your thought. Um, but would you not agree that like, this is still very much like a, a team like from last year, like Vancouver, I felt was a very, streaky team like they would win four win five and then they lose like three of their last four and like it was very like it was very like roller coaster but in the end like you know vancouver was still obviously able to perform in the playoffs and do well um so do you see more of that or do you see vancouver starting to maybe go on a tear here i mean besser's looking nice like really nice it's that's huge like him him returning to form what we've seen from Horvat so far, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, this is, these are all really, really encouraging signs. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I mentioned this one, um, I think a couple episodes ago about one thought. It seems like we can't have, at least it may not, it, it may happen this season. And it definitely has the potential where Pedersen, Miller, Besser, Horvat and Hughes are just, they're all rolling. And they're all playing amazing. Like, I feel like last year, like, uh, you had Pedersen, Miller, um, who were, and Hughes that were doing amazing. But Horvat, I felt, was getting settled into the captaincy and Besser had a shit year. But now we're starting to see the signs where Pedersen is actually off to a slower start. Hughes is off to a slower start. And it's Horvat, Besser, and then Miller were getting him back into the lineup now. And he's just kind of just, sputtering along like i feel like if we get everyone going those five guys like the canucks are going to be fine no, regardless if, of defense if they're all if those guys are all going like look out mm-hmm. honestly like that's a that's stellar if yeah it's it's a it's a good very good team when everybody's playing well yeah we, yeah you know, for we, sure we saw that in the playoffs like they were you know they sure they Vegas series was really a tough look, but you know, they were in it. They took it to seven. Yeah. And that's a Vegas juggernaut. Let's not call it a tough look. That was like, you know, your older brother's going to beat you in video games a lot, but eventually your older brother gets slower. Yeah. Don't, catch up. Don't sweat it. Uh, Stu, I want to ask what kind of hockey fan you are. Do you, and I'm only giving you two options. There's no in between. Okay. Are you a, an eye test guy? Are you looking at the game with your eyes or are you an on paper stats kind of guy? I'm a, I'm an eye test guy. Fuck yeah. Okay. I think, I think it's really interesting. Like, you know, when during, during this, like start of the season slump, it's like, 
you're watching the game, they're getting shelled, yeah. and then you get and then you like listen to the radio and there's analytics guys describing the fact that they're getting shelled with numbers. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's like no chat. Oh, their expected goals against is terrible. Yeah, they, they just scored on a whole bunch. Yeah. It's almost like there, there's a new language being learned in the sports world, and I'm just going to be stubborn and say, fuck it, no way I'm taking a PE class instead of that. I don't want to learn that language. I'm the same way. And that's why for me, when I look at the Canucks roster, like I texted a, uh, a friend of mine earlier today about another interview we're doing just to get some, some tips or anything, just some any inside jokes or something. And he was telling me his opinion of the Canucks. And he was one of those guys where he said, you know, we need to get, we need to get rid of, of basically every bad contract, every old guy who was like off with their heads. Yeah. But guys, like the playoffs, were they not one of the main reasons that we had any kind of success? Like, fuck yeah, I want to see Myers take three penalties and just truck a guy in the face. Like, I'm down for that. Right, Stu? Please tell me I'm right. Well, Myers, I've liked what I've seen from Myers this year. Like he's, I don't know. I, I would like to hear what the, I, I always get curious. Like, what are the analytics guys saying about this guy? Because from what I've seen, I think he's doing well. You know, he yeah. had that one game where he took all those penalties. I feel like he's doing well, but yeah, I've been wrong before. Totally. <laughs> but even even that moment, if if you say that and then an analytics guy tells you, well, actually, his expected goals against are this and his his random course, he is this. You're like, well, I mean, like from what I can tell, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, just, it's a shitty. It's just, it's just a lame conversation. It is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, then, I, I don't know. What do you think it's like when? 10 of those guys are in a room watching a game together. <laughs> Can you imagine? What a bunch of nerds, dude. Bunch of nerds. Just an absolute We're... dork fest. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Hey, I like hot takes. You do that, Josh. <laughs> I would say that there's, you know, you know the moment when all your friends are sitting there and it's game seven against the Blackhawks and you need a goal and you're yelling shoot. I feel like those guys don't yell shoot. I feel like they're <laughs> those like, guys no, no, are no. saying like, you have a 30% chance if you go low blocker. Yeah. I like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. They're, they're kind of like, like I, I sympathize because whenever I bet, if I bet DraftKings or if I bet uh, like a, a team to win, I'm always cheering for the weirdest things. I'm like, fuck yeah, Besser got a shot on goal. But that's that's the length of my analytics. I don't go any farther than that. Um, Stu, I got a follow up question. I'll just fuck off, Josh. I'm just gonna ask question after question here. Um, that's okay. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Um, I know you do. Do you? I, I can't remember if we asked you this last time. Do you play hockey, or have you played hockey in your life? Um, I've played ice hockey. In a really casual way, okay. I played a lot of ball hockey. I played very competitive ball hockey. Um, I represented the UK in one uh, okay. world championship. That was like that was my athletic peak. Was that tournament? <laughs> I was, I was That's sweet. Hey, so, so and, two yeah. years ago, right? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> so, follow up question. Let's 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 put you on the ice. But uh, actually, I want to create a scenario for you here. Just somehow take your. I want you to describe yourself as a hockey player. Like, what's your style of play? And don't you don't don't use analytics, obviously. Duh. Um, I am a hyper competitive person. Okay. Like I, I'm an agitator. Do you mouth off? You have to mouth off. Oh, I mouth off constantly, <laughs> <laughs> relentlessly, relentlessly. Like, there's a lot of people 
a lot of my friends won't play with me anymore. They won't invite me to games because they know that I'll, I'll just piss everybody off. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I can score. I go to the net hard, uh, a little lazy getting back to my own end. I'd Fuck say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I produce. Fuck yeah. There you You're go. a numbers, numbers guy. There you go. Okay. Uh, what, what's, what's like your best attribute? Like if, if I had an NHL 21 profile on you, what's your best attribute? I have a, a nose for the net. So you're uh, like, I find, I find, I find the ball, I find the ball in tight and I bury it. Fuck yeah, dude. I there love, I love the confidence. It's like, ah, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I get the ball in front of the net and sometimes I bury it. It's like, no, I get the ball. It goes in the net. I'm, I'm good like, at ball hockey. Hell yeah. Okay. I like that. Josh right. can sympathize with that. There you go. Who did who did you play for when you uh when you played here? Like were you city team? Do you play for Delta? No, I I played in the Queensboro League. Okay. For the East Van Osborns. I don't know. That's a name a sick man. That's a name. Yeah. Nice. Love that. Were you center? Like, like what's your shot? Like, what do you like? The wrist or the snapshot, the slap the, shot? The slap like? shot from the red line where it looks like a Clayton Kershaw <laughs> curveball. I'm I'm a I'm a wrist shot guy. Like I if I'm being lazy, I'll take a few clappers, but I know that that's like a low percentage play for me. Yeah. <laughs> low Basically, he'll just, on that one. he'll just scare the shit out of the goalie because it'll be aimed right at his head, but it'll be like six feet to the right off the glass. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I love that. Um, last thing I have, um, unless Elijah has anything else, goalies, because we can never just get enough of goalies in Vancouver. Who are you liking right now? Holtby, Demko, what, what's the play? Uh, I'm liking Demko. I am too, I'm man. The, I'm liking the return to form of Thatcher Demko. Like, yeah. you know, everybody kept saying, if he can replicate what he did in the bubble then he's going to be awesome, but that yeah. is possible for him to do that. And I think we're starting to see it. Yeah, we like are starting to see it. And like, you know, it's such a drag raising Markstrom, bringing him along, feeding him, going through the bad years. Uh, yeah. Doing all that. And then just like having him go to Calgary for nothing like that's, yeah. it sucks. Right. Totally. It does. But we're also saving on six million dollars a year, which exactly. kind of which kind of helps the process. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I am clinging to the idea that that Demko is going to be able to make up that shortfall. And if he does, then awesome, you know. Fuck and if yeah, I mean, if Holtby can admir- be an admirable backup, which there's no reason he can't, then the goaltending should be fine. There you go. There's a Hell take. Yeah, um, I've got a couple. Guys? Go ahead, Josh. Actually, let's let's hear it. For sorry, say that one more time. For, for goalies, what are you thinking? He's asking you the same uh, question right back oh, at you, bitch. dude. Dude, I'm riding Demko, man. I'm riding him. Like, I, actually, I'm not going to use that analogy. I'm not going to use that, <laughs> that similar. I put that in my back pocket and just stop talking. Yeah. Um, no, Demko, uh, 100%. I think you know, Holby. It, it's a nice cushion, and I think it's a, nice that like. Holpe is kind of getting into that veteran age where he's almost like a mentor to Demko. Like, I don't think Holpe is wanting to be a clear cut number one starter anymore. It just doesn't seem to me like he wants it. Obviously, like you want that, you'll get more money and whatnot. But like, I feel like he's not pissed off that he may not be the starter. I feel like he knows what his future is in Vancouver. I mean, it's a two year deal. You know, cashed in nine million bucks. 
Yeah. They can like take that and hang out with his tortoises. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> that they, oh my God. Dude. CBSA over for a beer, you know, the typical <laughs> things that a person does. B, BC is actually a joke with that shit, but oh my, or just can't. Yeah, with the general. turtle laws? With the turtle laws, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, they're, I'm like, they're fucking turtles. I'm like, if they're carrying COVID, you can prove that. Sure, don't let them in. But until then, like, who gives a shit? Um, But yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm all on the Demco hype. He got me, like, I didn't really like believe the the hype around this guy. I know that like Elijah and I've spoken to other Canuck fans when I moved out here. They're like, yeah, like Demco, 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 and I'm like, dude, I'm like, this guy's irrelevant. Um, And then sure as shit we're down three nothing against vegas and he comes in and wins us three straight and i'm like how huge. are you how huge yeah. was that yeah it was nasty, nasty. those are th- that moment right there is right up right up there with like a home super bowl game that COVID is stealing moments from me sports wise and it's just it's knocking me right in the nuts day after day but yeah we we, we strive on that's what we do on this podcast <laughs> um Stu, i just got a couple last questions for you here um I do kind of want to touch just back on the mental health stuff and just ask you how you're doing these days. I mean, I, I, I know we right. don't, yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah. I'm Hell doing yeah. all right. I mean, it's like, uh, going through a lot, like moving continents is not an easy thing. And not after 10 years stuff going not. on in the middle of it is not making it any easier, but like everything is gradually falling into place and it's going to be okay. And I'm not stressed about it. It's just takes time. Right. Yeah, and you, you definitely go. learn a lot through these experiences, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's my biggest takeaway. Is I thought, I mean, how many times I can count? I can't count how many times in my short life so far I've been sitting at in front of the mirror saying, "Oh yeah, you got life figured out, hot shot. <laughs> you got it all figured out. Good on you." That's just never true. As you stand naked in that mirror and you're like, "Look at that body." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. Looking like a milk bag, you little bitch. <laughs> Uh, why don't, what's the, my last question though, what are you most looking forward to when Bonnie Henry tells me I can go hang out with everyone again? Yeah, fucking Canucks game, dude. Hell yes. The that's, the answer. There it is. that's the correct answer. There's, that's the, that's the, the biggest drag of all this is like being away for 10 years, coming back here and you can't do anything. They can't do any yeah. of Vancouver stuff. You can't, can't get see, back to it. Can't see any of my friends. Can't hang out with anybody. Yeah. Can't go to a Canucks game. Can't go to a sports bar. It's a yeah. fucking ripoff. It's wild, yeah. man. I think we, we can see light at the end of the tunnel, though. I'll get you a nice underground black market COVID vaccine for you so you can get out there, okay? I, well, I had one. What? I, yeah, what? yeah. I got it, I got it like, uh, Monday. Oh, Monday shit. Yeah. Any, oh, any, yeah. any, any side effects or anything? Like, are you growing like an extra testicle or anything? <laughs> yeah, I would have, I would have cut out the entire Canucks stock if I knew this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, when you get it, it doesn't hurt at all. Your arm aches for about two days and that's it. Which, uh, that's which it. brand did you get? I don't know. People keep asking me that. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even fucking ask. Dude, you could be getting the Russian one. You don't even yeah. know. See, see, now now we know that you really have been living in Thailand. They just shoot you up with needles down there. Like, yeah, it's probably good for me. It's fine. Yeah. Fuck it. Hopefully that was the right one. We're not going to talk about Jake Vertanen. Fuck, dude. I mean, there there was so many. Yeah, let's do it. Thick tuna. We, we should have talked about this. We not talk the, about eye test. the eye test is what we should have. This is the, the part of the podcast we should have put him in. 
Okay, so here's here's what the here's what the eye test told me, and again, it aligns perfectly with what the analytics folks are saying. Yeah. Where it's like he he got 18 last year, right? Yeah. Yep. In a and short season. If you think back to the goals that he was scoring, a lot of them were weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of them were like bad angle, like lucky bounce, that kind of thing. That that seemed. The eye test told me that that was happening a lot, and the, the you know the analytics folks would say that's like unsustainable. His shooting percentage has to go down. Blah blah blah. Of course it does. <laughs> it, yeah, and, and we're you know we're seeing it now because he's not. His only goal this year was one of those two. It was like off somebody's ass and in kind of thing. <laughs> um, and it's he is he's so frustrating to watch. Yeah, you, you see him. You see him, and you're just like, Take "What are you it doing?" To the fucking net. Take it to the net. The, the yeah. path is there. There's a guy. Yeah, there's a guy there. You're bigger than him. Like, go to the fucking try. Yeah, you might you might end up looking stupid, but try. <laughs> and instead, it's just constantly like wrist shot from outside, wrist shot from outside, and yeah. you know, probably really successful for him in junior, but it's like that shit doesn't. Yeah. Fly. It's like, dude, it's like, dude, you're not Brock Besser. Like you're not going to snap on low well, blocker above even the back. Brock's figured it out too, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the most frustrating part for me is that, and this actually is not just for Jake. This is for every single player. When I feel like they're not having a good game is why can every single player not be like Nils Holglander? Like, why can you not, pursue the puck like it's the last piece of food in the world like like that guy is a fucking animal he's a barracuda out there and then guys like jake it just seems like sometimes he's waiting for the bounces and, yeah. and that's true for a lot of players in a slump i'm i'm actually a jake fan i want to see it happen I, everybody I, wants to see it happen we've, you know we've what? All, we don't want to see it happen I'll, I'll be i'll be i'll be a bit different i think it's gonna happen i still think it's gonna happen you think it's gonna happen here yeah i'm a little bit doubtful I mean, my stomach kind of curdled when i said that but i think how, it's how old is he now I think he's twenty. He was drafted in fourteen, so he's probably he's probably twenty four at this point. Sounds right. Yeah, fourteen and six years. Yeah, because he got drafted. Yeah, twenty four. I mean, shit. Like the guy's my age. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> you haven't entered your prime yet. You still got a couple more years. Just, let me just say this: you, the prime is past. Okay, <laughs> around the second half here. Okay. Just get used to it. Yeah, I feel like I'm in my mid twenties now. I'm in my prime right now. I'm this is I think this is my prime year. Yeah. And I'm okay. just pissing it all away. Yeah. Nah, the 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 twenties are awesome. The thirties are even better. Once you get to forty, that's when it all goes to shit. <laughs> hey, but then people say that your sixties are pretty good times. I'm sure they are. Once yeah. you once you've embraced like I can't do anything anymore. I'm just going to, you know what I mean? If you think about it, that sounds appealing. Once you've acknowledged that and accepted it, you can just be that great. But it's like when you're in your forties, you like still want to do stuff. Yeah. But can't. To me, it kind of reminds me of like, (laughs) you're kind of a car. You're like a car. You're a depreciating asset. And when you're a young car or even like a not too old car, you're thinking like, fuck, I got to do something. I'm losing value quite quickly. And then eventually you get so old to a point where you're like, the value doesn't matter anymore. Like I'm still running. Yeah. So that's a beautiful analogy, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you're like, you're no longer like a Lamborghini. Like you're just like a reliable Honda Civic with 150,000 yeah. kilometers on. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's going to get you there. It's going to totally. Yeah. I love Barely. that. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this has been Disco Stew. 
Uh, thank you so much for coming on, especially sharing your story, man. That stuff's big in today's mm-hmm. world. I, I guarantee you, if, if we keep doing things like this and talk about it every time, it helps someone along the line. If, even if it just helps one person, it's worth it. So we appreciate you coming yeah, on and, and everything you do for I, it. I appreciate you guys having me. I, I would love to come on anytime. Hell yeah. Anytime you are hard up for a guest. <laughs> I love day, it. Man. Appreciate it. Love that. All right, guys. That was awesome. Kudos. Thank you to Disco Stu for sharing a ton of information about himself, giving himself a, he, he gave us his story. He gave us a ton about himself and Eddie gave us a ton of, of Canucks information too. So that was awesome. I love having that guy on Josh. Great guy, right? Brother. Uh, yeah. Disco Stu. Um, I told him before we started recording, I actually thought he was Asian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cause he lived in Thailand. Yep. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I saw that, but when he clicked on to, to StreamYard, and I'm like, huh, he's a white guy. Cool. Uh, I don't know why. He just like always struck me as like an Asian guy, like a small Asian guy. No idea why. I thought he was doing his due diligence where all of his family lived in Thailand, but uh, nope, he resides in Vancouver now. So uh, awesome. Love the kid. Just yeah, just very humble and very informative. So, yeah, I think that's my favorite part is when we call him a kid, but he's like, he's like forty. He's double our age. <laughs> he's, he's, he's much older than a kid. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. If you're listening, Disco Stu, that I guess that was a compliment calling you a kid. That was respect. It's yeah, you're, you're a child we're, at heart. Don't lose yeah. that. We were commenting on your youthful. Ball hockey skills is what we were doing. There you go. Just going hard to the net and just talking to them yeah. every single time. Shout out, shout out Jake for Tannen of ball hockey. Disco stew. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, boys, uh, we talked a ton of Canucks stuff during the Disco Stew stuff or interview, but we want to let's review a bit of what's going on in Canucks world right now. So I think last time we, re- we recorded, we were going into what was an Ottawa series. We hadn't played a game yet because we went – Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's right. So we hadn't recorded yet. You may have listened on Thursday, but we did not. We recorded on Tuesday that week. So we had not watched any of the games. Now we're sitting here. We swept the fuck out of Ottawa and we beat Winnipeg following that in a 4-1 game. So we're we're on a four-game heater right now. Not a big deal. But <laughs> Josh, we're sitting pretty, aren't we? Buddy, we're back. We're back. We're back. Everything's everything's good. We're gonna take the north. <laughs> we're gonna take the north if we keep playing like this, dude. John's now got a scrape. He's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, what an absolute fucking shitstorm that was for uh, for Ottawa. And as we speak right now, we're recording on a Sunday. They're getting absolutely shelled by Edmonton 8-3. to three, And they just came into the third period. So Ottawa not looking good. But hey, it's fine. It's fine. Vancouver, seven. How many goals did we score in the first two? Seven? Or no? It was what like, do you mean first first two games combined? Like what? No, no, no. We scored seven. What was the score in the first game? Seven one. Uh, seven, seven one. Then what? And then I think it was five one. Five one. Thanks for coming. So twelve to two in two games. Yeah. I will and, I'm looking it up right now, but we went uh seven one, five one, four one. So holy like not, shit. Not really a close series at all. Not really. Um and then four one against Winnipeg too. Yeah. Yeah. What I will say, Ottawa, holy shit, you are in trouble. You are in deep trouble. I don't know where this team needs to start. Matt Murray is definitely not looking like the answer in the crease right now. Um, 
<laughs> like not even close. But dude, for the Canucks man, Brock fucking Besser, baby. This kid is so good right now. And again, you can argue he's going up against Matt Murray. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Matter. This kid's got the hot hand and he's riding it. And I love it. Yeah. That's, you know what? We, we can all talk about this too. That's the first topic I kind of want to talk about. We never got to ask Disco Stu this, but what I get it. It's, it's Ottawa, but it's three games in a row. And yep. it's three games in absolute dominating fashion. There were a couple periods where we were gr- where we were grossly outplayed, but just like the stocks, they held the line. And <laughs> I mean, it was in the end of it when you look at scores and you look at overall stats from the game. That was three dominating games against yep. an inferior opponent. But how many times do you see Tampa Bay play Detroit and it's a three-two game or a five-six game? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's it's not easy to beat any NHL team three games handedly like the Canucks did. Yeah. So I, I take that as personally as impressive that possibly could have been. Now, I don't know how you guys feel if that's something different, but. Well, yeah. Ahead. I mean, like when you look at like an average, like what is an average goal score, like a goals for like three, 3.2, 3.3 goals a game. That, that's a bit high, but uh, like the high side is, is there. The yeah, high side so. of the league. So like that's that's the high side. So to do that, three games in a row, you're scoring four. Then was it five or six in game five? Five and then seven. Like that's nuts. Like that's actually crazy. Like that's not like Elijah said. Yeah, it's not easy to do for sure. So And, and then the other side too, where they were struggling defensively in the first five games or first six games, mm-hmm. seven games even. I don't even know how many, how many it was. And to hold a team that has fast players, that has skilled players on the offensive side, has a guy like Thomas Shabbat, and we gave them plenty of power plays to still hold them to three goals over three games. Hello, that's something that you should put your pants down and show your ass to the camera for. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's honestly really impressive, but what I'm looking forward to now is we've got two in Montreal. And then do we have three in Toronto or is it two in Toronto? Uh, three in Toronto. So these next five games are going to be crazy because right now Montreal hasn't lost in regulation. Uh, Toronto, I think is seven and two or maybe like Mont- seven and three. Montreal lost last night to Calgary in regulation. Oh, but right, that was their, that was their first, that was their first one. That's a good note to have before last night. Right. Um, but the thing is, is they're still leading the the North. They're still leading it. So if that's we can true. take that's Toronto, that's leading if, it. But yeah, Toronto. A good point. But if we can take three of two, that's huge. Like right yeah. now, like Vancouver, like they need to, you know, if you're gonna lose to like shitty teams like Ottawa or anything like that, like this early on, like that hurts you. But when you're but now that you've won four straight, like you need to start beating these these teams like the fact the fact of the matter is is by the time we're done this five game stretch we're going to be at 16 games of if was it 56 or 58 game season 56 56 so 48 yeah so almost like i think we're above 25 percent at 16 games are we not yep so that's about 25 percent there's the quarterly mark and so if you're in third place great like, I think that is perfect for Vancouver. That is exactly where you want to be. Yeah. 
And even even when you look at the teams that are under them right now, I know we have game, people have games in hand on us all all which ways, but they're when I look at the rest of the teams there, I'm pretty confident the way we've matched up so far is that we match up pretty well. Mm-hmm. And so th- this is a good test against the Maple Leafs too, because they've played 10 games or three points above us. This series will really dictate if the Maple Leafs take a big lead on this division or if the Canucks can kind of stake their claim to at least a top two spot for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, I agree. Um, I some, player, some players, I did want to shout out Jordy Penn and his play because obviously the Canucks get hit with defensive injuries in the beginning of the season and we don't, and the depth is tested and there's tons of rookies, but a guy like Brogan Rafferty doesn't play too well. A guy like Ole Lovely doesn't take his chance too well. Thankfully, Jalen Chatfield has stepped up, stepped up, but once a guy like Hamannick goes down, thankfully we got a guy like Jordy Ben who got a lot of flack in the first year. He was stoked to come here. From what I from what I hear from other people, he was absolutely excited to come here. He's a Vancouver boy. I think he's from the island originally. And that makes sense because Jamie is from Van- or from Victoria, I think, right? Yeah. So there you go. They would they would both kind of be at that that point. And I, I know he was absolutely excited to come here and he did not play well the first year. Didn't and only played about half the season. The second half he wasn't really a piece of the puzzle. But I think he's ecstatic and he's taking advantage. He looks good out there. He's generating a little bit of offense, which is more than you asked of Jordy Ben. And he's playing, I think, with Quinn, Quinn Hughes most of the time to get a pretty pretty good defensive lineup going. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Another um Another shout out I have to give out to is fucking Demko, man. This guy is playing nice right now. Um, he made some really good saves and just he he looked very much in control. He was tracking the puck very well. He didn't seem as scrambly as he was in the first like in his first few starts. Like, I feel like he was very good with rebound control. It was really nice to see. And then for um, for Holpe to come in and shut it down in game three, like, right now for goaltending, it's a good problem to have. I'll be oh, right I should back. go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Can we keep that in? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And <laughs> it's another edition of Josh and Raph. 100%. What's new, buddy? What's going on? <laughs> oh, dude. So Josh, Josh yeah. how, do you, how do you feel? Because we were talking about this earlier. You said that you were going to uh, partner up with me through this whole dry February. Any thoughts leading into it? Dude, all I have Any to do... Any concerns leading into it? Dude, all I have to do is just stop drinking White Claws after work. That's it. And, th- That's and then it. I'm fine. Well, you That's know, it. dude, like you've been over to my house. Like I don't... like. Yes, I have wine at my house, but I don't... Like, I don't crack that shit open when... Like when I'm alone, yeah, or anything I feel that. like that. Like my my wine stock is not depleted since the last yeah. time you were over. Um, I don't go out and like buy beer. Like I don't do that stuff. So yeah. it's more that. so like the after work when I go into the cooler and I look I'm like, oh, there's a six pack of black cherries. I'm like, fuck, and just take it. And then go hang out with some day. people after work in the parking lot. Yeah, socially distance, have a couple. Yeah, and then that's it. But I feel that. If I stop doing that, then I think I'll be fine. It'll be okay. Yeah. I agree with you on that. My thing is like, like you guys definitely all drink heavier than I do now. Whenever like we go out and go partying or something like that. But like, I'm one of those people where it's like, I genuinely enjoy the taste of beer. Mm, And it's like, mm -hmm. I genuinely enjoy the taste of like whiskey or wine and stuff like that. So it's going to be really interesting not having that for a month. You know what I mean? You know, I feel like 
I feel like for me to actually like get into dry February, like I like how you have a game plan of like a couple white claws and a nice glass of whiskey and then you're good. Like, yeah. I feel like I need to drink so much fucking tequila where uh, I where I wake up the next morning and I'm just, just like, hell fucking no. I'm like, Josh, you got that thing with me in your freezer still, don't you? Uh, yeah, Pull I it know. out, dude. Oh, ugh, Get dude. after it today. You're not working tomorrow. I know, dude. Shot for the boys in the cards here? Dude, I'm going to start fucking yelling at my friends if we're playing NHL later. And I need to be sharp for tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. because we're doing another interview. So there's lots of content coming for the listeners. So you'll Um, do a shot later. uh, Later. Elijah, we decided that we're going to keep all this in just because uh, Raf and I are talking about dry February, but we can easily go back to Vancouver talk. That's okay. Let's do it. Should we wrap it? Should we wrap up Canucks talk? Yeah. So what's your prediction over the next five games? Just give me that. So I'm going to give my prediction presented by DraftKings. Thank you, DraftKings, for shouting out the boys for supporting us. Um, looking at it, I love the matchups. I think that I went on the Montreal podcast for THPN just before this episode. And I think if they represent, they're, they're probably representative of their fan base. And I think that I've seen the fan base. Montreal's obviously loving the start. But they cannot sustain this, Josh and Raf. They like this is not a top two team in the North Division. I don't know who's going to unseed them because after them, there are four or five quality teams. Sorry, four quality teams. <laughs> but coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> 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 Elijah, you look like you belong in a tribe in Survivor. Dude, that's actually why I bought this. I was like, the hair was getting in my face, but me and Megan were also watching Survivor, and I loved it. So you just whipped out your phone, went on Amazon quickly, and you're like, I got this. That's my goal. The only thing I don't like is it doesn't show the hair, though. So that's that's tough. fine. But, Whatever. Oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> Holy shit. Are you okay? Oh, okay. But what I was saying is the matchup looks good. Montreal. But the thing that I'm liking is that. We're going to Montreal. They look like a fast team. We look like a fast team. They both look like fast teams. Let's have a high scoring <laughs> game. Let's get some fucking offense going, you know? Let's get yeah. some fucking Brandon Sutter hat trick or a little Tyler Defoley two goal action. All of both of them on DraftKings. Dude, what a dude, what a fucking great analysis. Montreal's a fast team. Toronto's a fast team. <laughs> Vancouver's a fast team. You know, you know remind me of? You, you know the movie uh with fucking uh twenty two jump street and twenty one jump street? Yeah, you know uh, Rob Riggle when he goes in prison, he's wearing the do rag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's a bula, but like I feel like I have the same kind of facial look as him too, and he's he's hilarious as an actor. I'll take yeah, that all day. He's good. I like that. Uh, any takes, guys, on the upcoming games? Uh, we're go- we're gonna go three and two. We're gonna take both against Montreal, and we're gonna go one and two against the six. I agree, that would Josh. Be- that that actually. Like that might be and realistically best case, best case scenario. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck I, that guy. Well, well, let's. This is a hot prediction. Tyler Myers loops around the back of the net, hits Tyler Foley cleanly in the chest, and doesn't knock, doesn't hurt him physically, but hurts him emotionally. Where he's like, "Fuck, that used to be my friend, but he hit me really hard, so I don't want to play anymore." Okay. And so then Tyler Foley sits out due to mental reasons or emotional reasons. Mental emotional reasons. Um, okay, that's Canucks talk, though. And now, the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast. 
Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes. I am one half of your Blue Notes team, Tom Franklin, joined by my teammate, the man called Wags. And we are your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. And that includes expert analysis, whether it's at Enterprise Center. When you're fighting for spots for the playoffs, one or two points could make the difference. And we'll be looking back at games like tonight here at Enterprise Center as lost opportunities. Or at home. Penalties, that was a big, big piece. You know, you're wearing down some of your best players because they're out on the, the ice for so many penalty kill opportunities. Just a complete breakdown. Blues first round pick, Jake Neighbors. Brayden Chan texted me and then uh, the head coach, Craig Berube, reached out as well. And um, Ryan O'Reilly as well. And then um, the next day on day two of the draft, uh, Tarasenko FaceTimed me. So uh, that was pretty cool. So. <laughs> and we're the only hockey podcast in the Hockey Podcast Network to have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent. The Hawaii Blues fan, Guy Bensing. In true Dan Kelly fashion, Dan Kelly says, F you, Keaton. I know who's the starting pitcher for Game 4 of the World Series. You damn well know who the starting goalie is for Game 4 of the NHL season. And then walked away. And we have a musician, too. Not only is he responsible for this fat beat you're listening to right now, but he has also performed absolute works of art. And it seems to me you played the game with a candle to your ear. Never wanting to leave the eyes when the pain set in. So check out Blue Notes wherever you get your podcasts from. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump. Listen to Blue Notes and always play to the whistle. A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. Let's swing it over to Spoiled. We had a good movie this week. Josh did us a favor by watching it. Just kidding. Fucked it up. (laughs) It's a busy life out there. That's why we have the bottle of wine rule. It's a tough segment to keep up with. But it was a glorious movie that Josh missed out on. Snakes on a Plane starring Samuel L. Jackson. And I think, Josh, I will forego the bottle of wine if you watch the movie this next week. Because I need you to watch it. It is, it. it is awesome. Don't do it. Can I, I just want to get you like a fucking two liter box of twisted tea and just show up at your house. <laughs> get him a box of bag wine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my grandpa drinks the shit. It's called two buck shock. You can buy it in the U S it's pretty sick. I might get, him, might get him that. Yeah. Cool. Oh, bag wine. Bag wine. <laughs> You're legend. Pull, bag. That thing out. pull that thing out. Slap the bag. <laughs> you think Megan will get mad if I pull out her box wine? So I just smack it. Like Dude, what? I hope it just fucking explodes. I think that Josh, means- it's not going to explode. Anyways, while, he's, while he's doing this, quick, quick recap, recap of Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. Uh, for those who never watched it, basically, it's about this one guy who witnesses a murder by this uh, Asian mobster named, I can't remember his name, it was Eddie something. And uh, Eddie, Eddie Kim, wasn't it? Eddie, Eddie Kim, yeah, yeah, yeah. He witnesses a murder by this guy, and then basically this guy's people are trying to kill him. And Samuel L. Jackson like comes out of nowhere, and he's like, he's like, he's like, I just got. He's like, I'm gonna tell you one thing. He's like, listen to me, and you'll stay, and, and you'll live. 
And the guy's like, okay. So he like listens to Samuel L. Jackson. And then they have to get him back from Hawaii to LA. And they basically get onto the plane and start flying back. And Eddie Kim has put a bunch of uh, snakes on, like venomous snakes on the plane. And basically he's like sprayed the lays that they hand out to every single person with pheromones. So all the snakes become super hostile and they just start fucking attacking everybody on the plane. <laughs> and it's, it's mayhem on a big 747. It's, who's yeah. the, um, who's the actor that was the co-pilot that survived? Oh, what's um, his name? Fuck. He's in, he's in Anchorman too as he well, right? Anchor, yeah. He's an Anchorman as well. Um, <laughs> oh it's not God. Paul Rudd. He's not, not Ron Burgundy. Obviously he's not no. Steve Carell. He's the other guy. The other guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, he's so funny in this movie too. He's like, uh, all over the he place. plays in if if you in Talladega Nights, he plays Ricky Bobby's friend, doesn't he? Uh, yep, yeah, he plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, he's played John C. Riley plays that guy. That's uh, John C. Riley. Just kidding, my bad. Yeah, they, Fuck, they actually look quite similar. But um, I'm looking uh, it up. I'm looking it up too. Fuck. Oh, you're gonna beat me. Fuck. I don't know. I have to pull up IMDb. What do you mean you have to pull up IMDb? I don't even actually know. I don't remember what his name uh, was in the movie. David Cochner? Cochner? Cochner. No, right. David Cochner. David Cochner. Did come up on the list for me. Fuck. Josh, you'll know exactly who this guy is, dude. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a photo, dude. I hope I look like this when I'm older on Google. <laughs> come on, baby. Oh, God. You know what drives me nuts about Hollywood? And I'm thankful because I've got myself a damn dime piece of a girl but how do guys like this actually get good looking women like how does that happen money oh, you can't, you can't, sorry you can't see it but next question like how does that oh. work out dude? Yeah. yeah that's called dollars raffles right dollars speaks that's and he's funny. probably he's he's funny as fuck too that kind of he's hilarious i love how i love how that was your other version of money talks dollars speak <laughs> <laughs> Stacks. Yes. Yes. Stacks. Okay. Anyways, Ledger, what do you think of the movie? Well, it's um. I think I've graduated from the from the young idea of the movie sucked to the movie is so outrageous that it's fucking awesome. Megan was watching it with so me for the bad. first time, and she was doing the whole like, "Wait, what do you mean? Like, why is it doing that?" And I'm like, "Well, it's because there's pheromones." And she's like, "That doesn't make sense." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. That's why it snakes on a plane." Like. <laughs> doesn't make sense I, how the snakes got there to begin with, Megan. <laughs> yeah. How did it get through security? Who the fuck yeah, knows? How many levels of clearance did this require? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's definitely one of those movies, too, that when you watch, it's like it's definitely trying to be a little bit more like on the thriller, or like jump scare kind of side, because sometimes they, like, they make it seem like shit jumps out of you. It's not scary at all. You can like see every single scare or every single part that'll make you feel uneasy coming from a mile away. Oh good. Yeah. Okay, maybe, I, maybe I will watch it then. It's like a, so, it's like a, it's like it's like Elijah said last week. It's like a Sharknado level of fucking bad. Oh god. Well, okay, Sharknado. it's a bit above Sharknado. It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. I straight up watched that movie for that one Samuel L. Jackson line. Yeah, the I'm I, I don't care, Josh. We're spoiling it. You fucked up. Yeah. But when he says I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on these motherfucking planes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meg, Megan mom. asked me, she said, is that where he got like the is that why he's famous for saying motherfucker? And I'm like, no, he's he said that he's since like he, famous for that. He said that since he was born, dude. He came out of the yeah. womb saying motherfucker. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, literally looked at his dad and yelled motherfucker. Yeah. Do you guys does any do either of you guys know what Sam's first big role was? Like I know Pulp Fiction was early. I don't think that was his first big one though. No, no idea. Uh, I wouldn't know. I wonder where sure. he's he's one of the guys I would love to see a documentary on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what was that? What was, fuck, Samuel L. Jackson said this one line in the cockpit when what's his name was trying to land the plane that fucking killed me. And I don't remember what it was. And it's making it's driving me insane. I was, was, it, to remember, like, was it supportive or was it knocking him down a bit? It was kind of like it's kind of like confused in a weird way. Like what the fuck? Like you don't know how to actually play this. Wait, what? Is... Like, Did you, are you saying you've only played a video game or something like that? It was yeah, about a video yeah, yeah. game. Like, a video game. Wait, yeah. what is um, <clears throat> what is Sam L. Jackson's role in this movie? Is he a passenger? Uh, he is the no. He's the flight marshal. Well, no, he's technically he's technically like an FBI agent who's trying to bring the guy who watched the Eddie Kim murder happen. Yeah, or watched Eddie Kim murder the person uh, back from Hawaii to LA, kind of like right. So FBI he's like protecting them. So yeah, yeah. okay, one of the, one of the funniest parts about the movie is one of the passengers on board is I think he's some form of like European American guy, and he's a sno- he's he's portrayed as a snobby businessman. And he gets oh, kicked yeah. off the of first class. They all get kicked off the of first class because oh, the yeah. FBI guy needs to be upstairs alone for security reasons. So he he's already a little butt hurt. And then when the snake stuff starts happening and, and chaos is happening on the plane, eventually this shit happens. And there's also a ditzy blonde girl who has a chihuahua as a dog on the plane. Yeah. And it's like it's like the her chihuahua, baby. Like, the chihuahua dies, doesn't it? Dude, there's a it's point so where funny. there's snakes charging the people. No, there's a big anaconda, right? I don't know. I actually don't know the difference. All I know is there's a fucking big snake. Yeah. And this dude at one point, it was coming for them. He grabbed the dog out of the girl's hands and fucking berated the shit out of it right <laughs> at the boa. Dude. Yeah. He's, he's like, why would you do that? He's like, we were all thinking it. Because <laughs> the dog was just like so annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time I drive down the street now, I just look at all these chihuahuas down in Vancouver. I'm like, yeah, I could fucking throw that thing right at a boa. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Just fucking launch it, dude. Oh dude, that's God. one of the points where I know Josh would laugh his ass off. Hundred percent. There's also uh, <laughs> fuck. There's so many good movies. There's like a, there's like this couple who just like keeps trying to have sex at the very beginning of the movie, and they sneak off into like the handicap washroom and they start obviously doing it in there. And then there's like this older lady. She's standing outside. She's like, because they're obviously like they, they're having sex in the washroom and they start getting attacked by snakes, so they start screaming. <laughs> and there's like this older lady flight attendant. She's like, oh, like. They must be doing it right in there. And then it's like going on for like 30 seconds and then it stops. And she's like, oh, she's like, that's disappointing. <laughs> like such a fucking I love that. Dumb line. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was movie. a good movie. Great movie. Ralph, you have a rating? You got a rating, rating for me? Yeah, like a 4.3. It's <laughs> a bad movie, dude. It sucked. It was, it's fun because like the novelty of it's like genuinely funny to watch and whatnot, but it's a, it's a shitty movie. Like as far I, as shitty movies go, it's probably on the more upscale side of shitty movies. Yeah, like, in terms so of cast doesn't make sense. and like and and things like that. But yeah. you're right, shit does not make sense. Uh-huh. Um, I think I brought this up when I suggested the movie. Did you know that there's like a sequel slash spinoff of Snakes on a Train? No, I'm not watching it. <laughs> no, <laughs> like not up. for spoiled, but like on your side, I'm gonna watch it on my own time. <laughs> You've got to watch Snakes on a Train. That just sounds fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> Snakes on think, a Train. It came out in two thousand six. Think about being in Josh's position where he's never watched Snakes on a Plane and he doesn't know what he's about to get into. That's how I feel about Snakes on a Train. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if this is is this is this a sequel? I have no idea. I just saw it as a title, and I was like, "That must be something." It's 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 inspired by it. Even better, it's someone else's take on how it happens. Yeah, but I oh, don't yeah. think it's. I don't think it's. The, I don't think it's related. 
All right. Well, hopefully. Yeah, Elijah, what was your rating for it? Uh, I, uh, I would give it a nice... What did, wait, what did you give it? I don't want to do the same thing. You gave it a 4.3. I'll do a 4.4. It's a Todd Bertuzzi punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'll take it. Uh, yeah. do, you want, do you want to know IMDb's rating? Sure. 5.4. Let's go. It was pretty good, hey? That's right, IMDb. <laughs> Y'all like it out there. Christ. Good stuff. Okay. Ironically, you have the pick. Uh, so I forgot that Snakes on a Plane actually has Sam L. Jackson in it. So we are going to go with another <laughs> Sam L. Jackson movie. I've never seen it, um, but it looked Thanks, good. Man. No. Uh, that's not on Netflix. That's a good movie, though. Um, I'm going to go with the Hitman's Bodyguard. With, oh, with Ryan Reynolds? With Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds and Jackson. Samuel Jackson. I've never seen it, so I'm excited. Fuck, you know what we should watch as well as this? We should watch... Um, because it's with Ryan Reynolds, and I feel like it's a little bit more serious take of a similar concept, we should also watch Safe House one day. Okay, I was going to suggest Safe House. House. That was my first. That was my first pick. I don't... Can someone check if that's on Netflix? I didn't bother typing it in. Yeah. Um, Safe, Safe, House is, is really, Safe House is genuinely a good movie. If it is, let's watch Safe House. They're both good. Hold on. I'm actually uh, I'm actually glad either way that Ryan Reynolds is in it. Yeah, he's I, good. I love I love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is dope. Safe uh, House is not. Survey says it's not there. Yeah, yeah, it used to be, but yeah, yeah, it's not anymore. Hey, question for you guys: Who's Pick one, Sam L. Jackson or Denzel Washington? Ooh, I'm saying Denzel. Think Denzel? I I feel like Denzel's in like... He's in some comedic roles sometimes. He doesn't do comedy as well as Samuel L. Jackson does, though. Yeah, but like that's... Yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson was in Star Wars. (laughs) True. That is not a deal breaker for me. I will tell you that right now. That doesn't hold any... That holds... That AMC holds zero value. And that holds <laughs> Doge going to Manistock stock for, for Josh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, Den- I don't think, has Denzel ever done a comedy movie? Like, he does comedy two within guns. action. Yeah, Two with, Guns is the closest, like, the funniest movie I can think of with him. With Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. But, he, but Samuel L. Jackson literally does comedy movies sometimes, right? Yeah. I think he does. One Snakes on a plane. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or do you remember? Do you remember? Oh fuck! Do you remember the other guys with yeah. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg, where uh, Samuel L. Jackson does the that one bit with the Rock. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know what we got to do? Because he's like, aim for the bushes, and they just like <laughs> run and jump off the building and totally overshoot the bushes. <laughs> <He's> die! <laughs> yeah, it's such a dumb ending. <laughs> but I die! I die in that scene just because like they're playing the song. It's like there goes my <laughs> yeah. hero. It's like, right before the. Apex, it's like you know what you gotta do, right? It's like aim for the bushes. <laughs> they jump off like a twenty-story building. <laughs> they literally jump off like some sort of office building, like skyscraper. Like, those bushes aren't gonna do anything. <laughs> this is such a Fuck fucking yeah, dumb comedy. Oh, God. Anyway, let's wrap it. Yeah, okay. fun. Sweet episode sixteen is in the books. We are glad you guys tuned in. Thank you for listening. Uh, please help us out by rating, reviewing, subscribing anywhere you listen to us. If you listen to this Apple Podcast, you can rate and review us. If you are on Spotify, you can follow our account. That really helps us out. You can download the episode if you want while you're on Wi-Fi. Fuck yeah, that helps us out. Uh, and then the other thing, go to DraftKings if you haven't already. Sign up using the promo code THPN. If you're a new user, you don't have to deposit anything to help us out. 
You can just make it. You can make an account and do what we just talked about in the intro. You can enter the free Super Bowl challenge, have a chance to win millions of dollars. Just use the promo code THPN and you'll be supporting the boys. So that's always a good cause. Other than that, we are going to talk to you guys on Thursday. Uh, we got a ton of great interviews coming up. So stay tuned, stay woke, and let's get holding that fucking line. <laughs> All right, later, boys. See ya. Mm.